Notice. Thank you for noticing this notice. Your noticing of this notice has been noted. Also, we are live. Hi. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Critical Knowledge. This is a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign that exists in a persistent game world that has other campaigns in it as well. So, various world-changing events that happen in one game affect other games. The most recent case, the moon went away for a few months. It got better. But, you know, whatever. Uh, With me tonight are a bunch of awesome people, including April, Matt, Millie, and Eric. So, um, what happened last week? Um, 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 so two, two, two weeks ago, um, I beat a cow. And then we, we, after that, we, then, you know, we slept. And then Fala slept for a very, very long time because the caffeine wore off. And then, and then we talked for a while about, um, how all the items we had made the the sensors go and then it was it was that and then we talked about uh, what to do next and we decided we had to take care of of nine hand lady and and um, so then we went back that's pretty much it and there was absolutely we- no arguing that took place <laughs> we gloss over there, there that were, part there were no misunderstandings where someone was a bit verbose with their answer when a simple yes would have sufficed. And there was, at no point in the nine-session history of this campaign, at no point was there ever a large room with a green circle in the middle of it. (laughs) We also ran into some geometric shapes that were moving on their own at some point. Oh, yeah. Yes, you are are encountering that. Um, And you found your way to close... To the center of the room, kind of. Uh, you can't really get to the center. There appears to be a bottomless drop. It's not entirely bottomless. The notes I have here do list a bottom, but you don't know where that is. And I, the DM, will tell you you won't survive the fall. In our, with uh, our current capabilities, with our that? current capabilities, it's a one-way trip. Yes, it is definitely a one-way trip. Um, there are no Sorry, barrels. Sorry. I was saying I just remembered that I, uh, you know, went through the um, we went down into the the the, the square eight bit dungeon and I was jumping on the blocks. Yes, you were climbing over the blocks up until the point where they had gotten too large for you to easily traverse the vertices to get from one block mm-hmm. to the next. Things and then there was probably a set. <laughs> but you, you got to the edge and in the middle of this vast near bottomless chasm there is this giant monolith that's just floating there it is very 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 tall there are beams of what looks like sunlight shining down on it Um, you can't see the source of the light but it looks like sunlight doesn't mean it is and it is constantly providing some type of wordless tune you can't place it it sounds like music but it is not music you've heard before oh yeah there's a weird campfire I saw I am a perceptive. Yes, you do see a campfire off in the distance, also along the edge of the chasm, but off in that direction, over there. So you saw that when you made camp. People get their long rests, because long rests are good, and you wake up. You've already had your coffee, let's put it that way. All right, so now we need to find this campsite. Well, it's right over there where the campfire is. Okay, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy to get to. You're you're (laughs) underground, so the day-night cycle is whatever you want it to be. Still, it's not going to be necessarily easy to get to. I'm suspecting we may have to follow tracks or at least use some sort of survival skills, which I have none, uh, to find it. <laughs> as long well, as you don't have to use perception. Uh, we might need both, and I'm not good at either. So <laughs> so can you perceive the giant pit to one side of you? I don't know. I think I'm you got sure. like <laughs> uh, Give me a perception check to see if you can spot the chasm that is several miles wide and infinitely deep. I got a 17. <laughs> a, 13 a 13 is more than sufficient. Even yeah. Xanthus can see the bottomless pit. That's a hole. <laughs> yes. A yes, it hole. is. And if you stay walking along the edge of said hole, you will probably get to the campfire. Okay. That's fair enough. 
Yeah. The Are geometric shapes that get close enough. Actually, none of them seem to get too close to the edge. Um, I don't blame them or whatever they are. Some of them get jostled here and there. There are some shapes that are just like plowing through all the other geometric shapes and pushing them out of the way or grinding them down. But the ones that get jostled, they might move a little bit towards the edge, but none of them go over the side. Well, that speaks to some sort of intelligence in some way or fashion, or that they have at least senses they can perceive the edge. I mean, if you've got two magnets next to each other, you, you can have them so that the like poles are facing each other and then they won't get near each other. True, true. So there might be that. Or they might be sentient. They might be watching you right now. I got a feeling somebody's watching me. And I can't get that high. And you've got no <laughs> privacy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Copyright strike. <laughs> hey, there we go. Dad, Dad, there's people. They were watching us sleep. Anyways, let's keep going. I agree. Let's go. Okay. So... Cut to, you are now fairly close to the camp, close enough that you can see that there are at least three tents. Um, it's not oh no, it's not a big concern. It's not like you're two tents, but there are three tents. And <sighs> thank you. I'm here all week. And I'm not just saying that because it's Saturday. Give me perception checks, all three of you. I got a 19. 12. Okay. And we have Xanthus getting a 12 as well. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting mine right now. Sorry about that. It's quite all right. Okay. Uh, well, the four plus four doesn't help. It's a four plus four is eight. Okay. So occasionally Xanthus is able to pull Jaren back and say, watch out. There's a pit, there's a pit there. <laughs> um, roll wasn't exactly that low, but still. Uh, so Terrible. there's a hole. The weird thing is the seven foot tall cat child with ADD is the most perceptive of you. Uh, yeah, I have a plus, like, five. <laughs> well, not just that, but you also rolled a 19. And yeah. the next highest roll is a 12. <laughs> so we are in that situation of that kindergarten classroom <laughs> where the students, where you're hoping they don't notice that thing, they will notice that thing. <laughs> Whatever that thing is, they have seen it and they have pointed it out to everyone, I'm sure. Um, well, that will depend on what Millie chooses to do with Hero. But, Hero, you are very much aware that the fire um, isn't really burning the fuel. Matter of fact, there's, like, normally if there's a campfire, there's, like, a stack of something to burn next to it. Usually wood, but some climates won't necessarily have that. They'll have something to burn. There is none of that here. The fire is going, but it's not consuming anything. It's just there. Fun. Hey, 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 Dad? Yes. Dad? So, so, so you do, you do, you, you, you do building stuff, right? I do. Um, um, so I have a question about, about, um, that. Go ahead. Um, um, I know that when I was in the woods and like, I would make myself a fire to like cook my food. Um, overnight the fire would go away. Yes. Why didn't it? Magic fire, maybe? I, I don't remember us doing that. <clears throat> Have we been awake the whole time? I mean, you took... Well, th this is a different fire. This is the campfire that Hero oh, saw the in the distance. One. Oh, so I was like... Oh, so for me, it was like, Hey, Dad, you know the, the weird people I said uh, I could see over there? Um, their, their fire... It, it well, yeah, you've walked over to the campfire. You, you are oh. not in the camp. You've gotten close enough that you can see these details. You've close enough that you can see there's no stacked firewood and the fire isn't burning the logs that are in the fire. Now I understand. Okay, so it's just burning. Yeah, Dad. Um, um. So this was where I saw the fire that I told you about while you were sleeping. Um, and um, it doesn't have. It doesn't. Why? How does it work? <laughs> Fires. How do they work? Kind of like magnets, except not like magnets at all. That's the one exception. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Can I detect magic? Oh, yes. Hey, hero. Yeah? It's magic. <gasps> wow. Well, then magic now, people were watching us sleep. Now, oddly enough, there isn't a whole lot of magic around. Sure. Uh, you, you'd think that when there is a giant singing monolith hovering above a bottomless chasm with light without a source hitting it and geometric shapes moving on their own... <laughs> 
that at least one of those things would be magical. But nope, none of them are. Or possibly mechanical. Possibly mechanical. But you don't have detect mechanical, you have detect magic. So, yeah, I know. Ain't I a stinker? Um, But there is still plenty of magic here. The fire is definitely magical. Matter of fact, I won't even require you to make a roll. Normally, a roll would be required to know more about the school of magic. The fire is illusion magic. Um, but there's, there's, there's but there's more magic in the area. There's something powerful nearby as well. Hello, anybody around? We are always, uh, always here to to lend a kind hand or speak. Speak word to anyone as Jiren looks around and continues to speak. That's very kind of you to offer. I do have so many hands, but I could always use some more. How many do you have? Eleven at the moment. Wow. Can you show yourself so we can be more cordial? Dad, I I could throw so many daggers if I had eleven hands. (laughs) I can, but... Forgive me for saying this, but I have a suspicion that you're here to kill me. Well, only if you try to kill me. I would say we are here to solve a situation. We do not need to go into killing if we don't need to. That is... Being being a cleric myself, uh, death and destruction is not something we... It's not our first option. I've known a a fair number of clerics who uh, had a slightly different take on the subject. So forgive me if I don't take the, the knowledge that you're a cleric as simply uh, the reason why. Hi, I'm Hero. I, I, I use a bow and arrow. You do? I thought you threw daggers. I, both. I, I just hunt a lot. Have you ever tried boiling them? Can I eat them? You know, I tried eating some of the rock outside. It wasn't too bad, so maybe I could do it. And that is the reference we need to check off Game Grumps reference here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mission accomplished. Moving on. Um, I am optimistic that you're here to solve a problem. I'm here to solve a problem too. Please tell us of your problem that you are here to solve and forgive oh, us. It's, if it's we... not my problem, but it is a problem. You no doubt have encountered ciphers. Have you not? We have. Yeah, I got an AOL CD stuck to my head. Sorry, Dad. As you can see, our fine hero here has a disc-like object to oh, her, no, the disc to fell his off. forehead. The, oh, di- okay. the disc fell off. A- after it it served its purpose, it used up whatever was in it, and it fell off inert. Mm. We oh, have encountered you. a couple of that. We've encountered a couple of different ciphers uh, over our travels. Can I have one here myself, actually? Yes. I believe Nick has one as well. Yeah. Ciphers ciphers and relics are, how do I describe this in non-Ogmanite terms? So, are you familiar with the concept of a pressure cooker? Yeah, they yes. explode. Uh, heat given to a applied, uh, being a metal caster. Not a metal caster, I'm sorry. Um, so that, that's a different I'm, Yeah, it's a different cleric. one. However, I, <laughs> being a, a metal uh, cleric, I can I can speak to this. Yes. You're forge domain, right? Correct, I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then you know all about pressure cookers. Yes. Okay, so, so if a pressure cooker has a bit too much pressure and it begins to spring a leak, that's usually bad. It is. Well, gaze Are upon saying- the world's largest pressure cooker. You can make a lot of pasta and a big pressure. Very much so. One could argue infinite pasta. Infinite varieties <gasps> of pasta. That's a lot of pasta. Yes. And <laughs> I, can it's see, been, I can see Hero's, Hero's eyes just lighting up with a little... Like it, a it's, big, yeah. it's the gif of a cat that has noticed something, so yes. its its pupils yeah. dilate to go from like little <laughs> slits to full-out circles. Yeah, about to zoom me. <laughs> yes. Please do not zoom me over the bottomless pit to get to the singing it's the, monolith. It's the one on the bottom for the cute I put right there. Oh, that that's a good gif that Matt shared as well. <laughs> you have right. her attention. <laughs> well, his, but yes. Thing, Whether that's a good thing, we don't know yet. The singing monolith, as I've come to call it, because, well, 
It seems to sing, and it's a monolith. I'll think of a better name later, perhaps, when I have the time. It's, it's a time capsule. It's a vessel. It's a prison, perhaps. It has been holding an archive of what was on this world before it was circulus. Before the circus? No, before, oh. well, the, before that, too. Oh. Those came much later. But okay. This world, it's called circulus. But it wasn't always circulus. The two continents that exist didn't always exist. It was a very different place eons and eons ago. And back then, it was a very different land with civilizations that had mechanical marvels that put our magic to shame. Their knowledge, their ingenuity... Their desire to learn and create and build and destroy was immense. And then... The Fire Nation came. More or less. Um, Can I roll for insight? Go ahead. Uh, Critical hit, 26. Okay, so two things. One, with your insight, and bear in mind that you still can't see the person who's speaking. Correct. Um, Based on the inflection in the voice and the words that are being chosen you have every reason to believe that the person who's speaking very much believes what they are saying okay they are also perhaps a bit too enthralled with all of this information that is locked away that they'd like to get their hands on however also augmentite agma god of knowledge kind of fits yeah yeah And then there was a calamity. Everything was destroyed. Well, almost everything. One being left on the planet survived, sort of. And everything else was wiped clean, except for whatever was locked away inside the singing monolith. And it's been stored there for a very long time. Way too much stored in there over far too long a time. This is a pressure cooker that needs to let off steam, and I've been trying to help it. How have you been trying to help it? I've been trying to open it up. There's a few things that can do it. With time and effort, if I spread enough ciphers and relics over a large enough area, they can act as a sort of mesh that, oh, none of you are Ogmanites. I'm not going to get too technical for you. But the cipher whites that I've been sending out have been an attempt to assist with that. Most of them do not get past the sleepwalkers, unfortunately. It's a shame. A few of them did recently, but they, my control over them was lost. But Tell me this. Oh, sorry, you go first. Tell me something. Something. How long have you been trying to open this singing monolith and spreading your ciphers out? Well... Time is a bit weird when you're not seeing the sun much, probably about the past three years or so. I've made significant progress, but significant and fast are not synonyms. But now you're here, and you, if you weren't lying when you said it, are willing to help. And you can help. First, I said I was here to see if we can solve have solve the solve a problem. Helping, on the other hand, is we need to get more from you in, in in that sense. However, I do I need one I do have one question before we continue this. I this, also had a question. This armor I'm wearing right here, do you know anything about it by any chance? Yes and no. What's the yes? <clears throat> I know what some of it can do. I don't know what your armor is. I don't know who forged it or how old it is. Likewise, your daggers. Likewise, your prayer beads. And I'm honestly forgetting the magical item that we gave Nyx. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Arm bracers. Likewise, your bracers. They all are far older than the items that encompass them. They're not ciphers. They're not relics. But they are the essence that is in them. I recognize that well. It is of the same era as the ciphers and relics. Or at the very least, the same era as the monolith itself. I could use 
any of those to open Go ahead. the monolith. Go ahead, Hero. What were you trying to say? Um, um, so, so the thing is that I understand that, like, you know, you're trying to figure out this, this, this magic and, and, you know, you're, you're trying to figure it out and the ciphers are helping you. But, like, why is it that when, like, you have multiple of them, they combine and make cotton candy machines eat me or they make demon cows who shoot electricity at me? Like, I just really am confused by that. Because that seems like a bad side effect. It certainly is, and it's something that it's my hope we'll be able to avoid. The ciphers, they are spreading out and materializing on their own. I did not actually cause that. I learned about the monolith through them. But what about the thing where you stick all the, um, you know, you stick the ciphers into the living Kenku bodies and they turn into demon cipher whites? Because that seems kind of weird. I imagine they are, but they were a means to an end. They were scared. We Luckily, we took care of them, but, like, it was scary. I imagine it was. But at the same time, think of everyone else who is getting scared by monster cows and cotton candy. I'm sorry, I don't quite understand what you're talking about, but if they were caused by ciphers, yes, that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to avoid, that I'm trying to stop. The ciphers are leaking out in an uncontrolled way because of the pressure inside the monolith. If I'm able to open it, I'll be able to direct it. And there'll be no more instances of that. Garen looks at Xanthus. <clears throat> I don't like this. I'm not sure I do either, but it's beyond my ken. My brain is confused. Magic is not my strong suit. What do you think, Nix? Oh, I don't really like this either. You're... <laughs> Sorry. We gotta think of the potential power this has if it's let out. Yes, but if it what doesn't it? get let out, what happens? What happens is no more cipher white. What happens is no more ciphers appearing randomly in the nearby countryside, usually around sentient beings, usually where they can do damage. What but happens... you're the one making the cipher whites, and also the ciphers don't exist off this island really lots. I was experimenting with the cipher whites, but I'm not making them by myself. Then why did I find the instructions on the way here on how to make them? You were reading my notes of my experimentation, but I don't make the ones that spawn naturally. When I came here, there were already cipher whites existing. Yeah, but you made the kenkus. Yes, well, I made them different to meet my needs. Yes, but I don't need kenku cipher whites anymore. I have you. And you don't need to be cipher whites. I just need to borrow one of your items and harness the essence that is inside them. And then we can all go home. I don't like it. Hero, I can't believe I'm about to say this. But uh, what would you like to do? <laughs> um, Can I see Nine Hands Lady yet? You cannot see her. What if I do really well on perception check? I will allow you to roll a perception check while I look at this adorable image of a kitten wearing a witch hat. I will assist. Okay. Let's see. What do I get? I got a 17. Plus okay. With, um, with your roll, you still don't see the person who's speaking. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you have a pretty good idea of where they're standing. Philosophically can, and literally. Can I? It's I always great when Millie cracks hands? themselves up. Can I bat one of her extra hands? I mean, you can't see any of the extra hands, but you can try to bat in that general direction. <laughs> I would love to. May, okay, so this is going to be an unarmed strike rolled at disadvantage. <laughs> this is not an attack. Yes, but you're trying to reach out and touch someone yeah. you can't see. So I'm going to treat it like it's an attack, yeah. mechanics-wise at least. Yeah, it makes sense, actually. Yeah, it's not with the attempt for damage, but it's the attempt I to make a contact. Machine. You're trying to grab something, basically, and it's effectively an attack. My disadvantage was a 15. Okay, so you're pretty sure you connect with something that moves away the moment you tap it. Okay, if you could not do that. <laughs> Father, <laughs> I want to play! I've been so good today. Uh, I will I will wiggle my tail and attempt to distract Hero. <laughs> Look, 
I understand that I'm a bit (laughs) starved for conversation down here. It's been three years, and let's face it, Kenku and the Undead are not necessarily uh, good for in-depth discussions on things. But I'm reaching my limit. Would you like to help me, or am I going to have to take the items from you by force? No, You're going to have some trouble with force. If I get rid of my daggers, then the hide-and-seek men won't trust me any longer. And mine I didn't say I'd keep them. I said I'd borrow them. It sounds like, though, what you're saying is the item, the item you might need could be drained or rendered useless when you use it to open this crystal, the singing whatever. It's not really a crystal. It's a, And you get a long yeah. sentence of technobabble that I do not have the spoons to muster right now. But, and it all goes over Xanthus's 12 in, like, huh? Yeah. And it's, I'm in the middle of still trying to bat at one of the hands. Xanthus <laughs> hears this string of techno babble, and the best thing Xanthus gets, even if you rolled a, a nat 20 on a wisdom check, would be okay, some of those syllables that you said were words. Yeah, that's about it. Less than uh-huh. 90% of them, but some of them were words. Can I understand them because I understand weird? I will say that you understand about 25% of the words used. (laughs) Awesome. Because you speak a language that the rest of your party does not. I do not think we are going to voluntarily give up our particular items, as it were. And I do not believe that taking them by force is going to endear you to any of the rest of us. Well, you that's a take, shame. You can take our ciphers if you would like, but you're not taking the armor the, and the items that we have. Please don't make my dad naked. That's what he needs, or they, she needs. Well, I had hoped we'd come to an arrangement, but as the kids say these days, roll for initiative. <laughs> I, I can't imagine any one of us is going to give up our special item. <laughs> yeah, that's why you should be rolling for initiative right now. Yep. I got a... Uh, 16. Oh, I forgot to turn the knobs locked. No wonder I was confused. <laughs> I got a 5. I got a 5 as well. Hey, cleric's going near the end. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I can just remember how to spell initiative. All right, that's <laughs> one. The healers are going at the end. Yep. <laughs> Not that Xanthus heals much. No, he can. He's just It's usually his last resort. <laughs> okay. Um, Hero. Yeah. You get to go first. Yes. Oh, are we fighting now? Well, it's from the last thing that was said, even Hero is able to understand that bad things are about to happen. No, that was more of like the beginning of the turn. It's like, okay, stand up. I'll stand. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I get into ready position. And come on, clear also. I can read what these spells do. <laughs> um, and I cast. I cast Ensnaring Strike while I... Yeah, I cast Ensnaring Snake Strike... Words. <laughs> as my bonus action. Okay, what does Ensnaring Strike do? Um, so the next time I hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, and, and it's a, like up to a minute long spell, a writhing mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact, and the target must be restrained by magical vines until a spell ends. Okay. Um, so it only affects the... The thing you hit is not an AOE. Yeah, no, it it just like it just like uh, makes like thorn ropes to snare them. Okay, uh, so make an attack roll at disadvantage if you are then attempting to attack Umeli because Umeli, not Millie, but Umeli cannot be seen. Millie okay. can be seen when they are streaming, but that's besides the point. Okay, I got a twenty-one. Okay, yeah, that's gonna hit. <laughs> Like, literally, I got a 21 and a 22. I was like, okay. Like, I'd like to say, Umeli casts shield. That won't help. (laughs) No. Let's see. I want to make sure I do all my extra stuff. So, first, I have this, that, plus... And I like how we have um, dialogue in Discord for people who aren't listening to this right now. But they're seeing Xanthus' role for initiative... (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's going to be um, 18 points of damage. All right. And and they have to make a strength saving throw. Well, mages are really good at strength saving throws, let me tell you. Yeah, that's why I chose this one. (laughs) (laughs) This coming from a player who plays lots of mages. 
What'd you okay, get? well, um, that's a nat twenty. Okay, mm. so you don't get you don't get restrained. Uh, with their strength modifier, that's actually it, it would be a nineteen if it wasn't a crit, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's so, about uh, I did eighteen points of damage, and I hit them with thorns that then didn't stay on. Okay, um, so I will tell you that visually, what you see is uh, you you hit with your attack the thorns spring out and try to wrap around whatever is there because Mm -hmm. hitting someone who's invisible doesn't make them visible. Um, And then they're just ripped apart and fall away. Is that your turn? Uh, Yeah, because I did the bonus action of the spell, so yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I climb anything? Uh, Well, there are several tents nearby. (laughs) I'm not climbing a tent again. (laughs) <laughs> well, the the geometric shapes that are nearby are too large to climb well. It's like, imagine, if you will, a, a D20. The parts that you can reach are all sloping outward. So, mm-hmm. and you haven't been able to, like, dig in with your claws in any of them. You need something like Nyx's cipher in order to climb well where your hands would actually stick to the mm-hmm. surface. Nyx could yeah. climb it better than you could at this point. That's rude. <laughs> And and that will always be in the back of Hero's mind, that Nyx is a better climber right now. Yeah, that's unacceptable. <laughs> um, and the singing monolith looks like it'd be very climbable, but it's so far away. Uh-huh. I know. I know. I'm a horrible person. Uh, well, at this point, one of the tents has the front flap open up and a cipher white comes out to say hello. Well, it tries to say hello. It's more like... What if I don't say hi back? Uh, Then it might attack one of you. But if you say hi back, it might attack one of you. But the question is, who does it attack? I have rolled a die to figure out. And it's going after Hero. Piece of garbage. Okay, so it is going to make an attack. And let's roll that beautiful bean footage. That is... The die landed right on top of the text that says what their bonus to hit is. Um... That is a 13. Let me see. Nope. Okay. I have an armor class of 15. All right. It makes its second attack. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Well, you know what? Screw that. So that's what I have to say to that. Okay. Uh, you take five points of necrotic damage. Um, Dad? Also, six. give me a constitution saving throw. I got a 15. Okay. You make the constitution saving throw. Congratulations. Okay. All right. Next up. Um, another Cypher White comes out of a different tent. Who are they going to go for? I have rolled a d4, and it looks like the the lucky winner is Xanthus. Oh, good. I don't have to run to a target. Yeah, <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. Uh, also, how does an 18 feel? That's a miss, because I'm a 19. Okay. I'm an Autumn. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 19. How's that? And that second roll's a 9, so it misses okay. both times. I tanked. I tanked. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you tanked by being selected randomly. Yes. <laughs> Jaren, you're next. Um, let's see. Um, how many uh, targets are in front of me right now? You can see two, and there's one that is invisible. Okay. Um, so, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to um, uh, work this out right now. But on the uh, two Cypher Whites, um, let's see, target roll D4, just the number of rolled from the attack. Okay, so on the, D- on the Cypher Whites, I'd like to, uh, the ones I can see, I'd like to cast Bane on them. Ooh, Bane is good. <clears throat> and then uh, for... So what happens? I apologize. Um, up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range, which is 30 feet, must make charisma saving throws. Whenever a target that fails these throws, it's a charisma save 14. Um, throws make an attack roll or save throw before the spell ends. The target must roll a d4 and subtract that number from the roll to the attack receiving. When you cast these spells uh, second level or higher, you can target one additional creature. So, so uh, for these two, it would be 14. Okay, so what's the roll I need to make? 14. Charisma. Charisma okay, one 14. fails, one succeeds. <clears throat> and uh, a drop of blood has come from my nose because that's what it takes to use Bane. 
Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a, a healing word um, on hero, which uh, gives back seven life. Awesome. I am flipping through pages looking for a particular thing. Um, so next up is Nyx. And so one of those cypher weights got hit and one didn't. One of them got Bane cast on it and the other one did not. Okay. No, received no damage as of yet. All right. Um, I'm going to cast Magic Missile on the one that didn't get hit. Okie dokie. Roll your damage. 13. Uh, unfortunately, they have an AC of 14. Um, I don't have to roll to hit. It just hits. Oh, you know what? We have, we have multiple people playing tonight who are under the weather for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brain... Because I'm not one of the ones that's feeling healthy. My brain thought, oh, 13, that must be a roll to hit because we haven't done that yet. Even though <laughs> I've been playing long enough, I should remember. I should remember that Magic Missile doesn't require a roll. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> We've all been there. That, that is what the kids these days are referring to as a me problem. <laughs> brain cramp. <laughs> okay, next up is Umeli of the Nine Hands. Ooh, smelly. Sorry. Let's face it. You're not really sorry. No, I'm not at all. (laughs) No. No, so don't lie. I value your honesty. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think this is definitely a thing that Umeli would do. Okay. So Umeli pops into view because she is doing something violent. So therefore, that destroys... The invisibility spell. It She's does. tossing a small ball into the air. <gasps> oh. Yay! I chase it. Um, I don't think you can yet. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It is a fist-sized sphere bearing dimly winking lights. And when it reaches the end of its trajectory, which, good news, hero, you don't need to run far. It's like Yay. right there. <gasps> Bad news, hero... It detonates with a low roar into an explosion of gravity. This sounds fun. Everyone make a dexterity saving throw, please. 16. Nope. 13. And Xanthus isn't making it. I got a dirty 20. Okay, you make it. Um, One of the Cypher Whites fails, the other one succeeds. Because they're in the middle of it. Oh. Oh, Well, they ran over to attack you. So they're there, too. Yeah. Yeah. It shows how much they care about their allies. Well, the allies generate on their own from corpses, so... Make more corpses, you'll get more allies. Yep, pretty much. Uh, So I see... I've heard two rolls. The the DC, by the way, is 17. So if you rolled a 17 Uh, or higher, you've made the save. Yeah, I rolled a 13. 16 here. Okay, so if you failed your save, you're taking 24 points of damage. Ouch. As the gravity around you increases you feel physically heavier and are smashed flat to the ground from your failed save i'm assuming that my concentration (laughs) if you make your save well you still have to make that roll to see if you break your concentration it's not broken automatically um if you make your save you are taking 12 points of damage and you're not pressed flat so i'm taking 12 points of damage yes and we're all knocked prone no, well, I'm standing. Ev- everyone tall. who failed. Oh. I have a dirty everyone who failed. Yeah, you didn't. Everybody, but including one of the cipher whites. Yes. Oh, well, that's good at least. But I am tall. Yes, you are standing taller than everyone right now. You know it. More so because so many of your friends have been knocked flat. Uh, semantics. Um. So Xanthus. Oh, I get to go now. Yep. Um. So questions. Uh, Answers. The cipher white that is still standing. Is it near? Is it the one that attacked me? Um, no, it's the one that attacked Hero. Okay, the one that's the one that got the Bane spell on it. Is that the one near me? Yes, and it, it also happens to be the one that you are currently laying down next to. I didn't hear your answer. You blocked out for a yeah. second. So you are. The it's one next currently to prone. The the one next to you is the one that attacked uh-huh. you. It's the one that has Bane right. cast on it, and you are laying down okay. next to it, looking into its cold, dead eyes. <laughs> okay, so I will use some of my movement to stand up, and then I will. This thing needs a magic weapon, and I do not have one. 
By the way, at the end of Umeli's turn, she used her movement to move 30 feet away from you. Back into the shadows. Um, He is prone. I might run after them. And I need to check some of their conditions. They'll still get an attack of opportunity. Yes, but it would have disadvantage on the attack. It would. Because it is prone. Yes. And you would have advantage on your attack if you decided to attack it because it is prone and you're not, and it's melee. Yes. But I I also do not want... Uh, well, you know, even if I moved, I wouldn't get to be able to attack Umeli. She was not adjacent to me at the start of the combat. Ooh, okay, and it has Bane, at least for a round. How long does the spell last? That's a myth. I'm going to do a spell. I'm just not sure how long or what kind. Because it's a bonus action, and I intend to attack... I now intend to attack the white beneath me. But if I do a certain spell first... Uh, no, I don't want that one. Okay, I think we're just going to go with Divine Favor as a bonus action. It will then allow my... my bleh, Your prayer empowers you with Divine Radiance. Until your spell ends, your weapon deals an extra Rundy for Radiant Damage. So we will do that first as our bonus action, and we'll attempt to strike at the white down on the ground for the Cypher White. So two D20s, keep higher one, plus six. I am a... So that's a 10. That's a miss. Uh, however, luckily, the, pat- the spell will stay in effect for another minute. Okay. Uh, I've stood up, I've attacked, and I used a bonus action. So I am done with my turn. Okay. Hero. Yes. We, we need a hero. We need a hero! Anyway, um, so hero is going to back up a little bit from everyone else. <laughs> okay. I'm um, still the re- now that wheeling um, trigger an attack of opportunity from the Cypher White that's standing. If I back away from both of them? Well, only one of them was attacking you, so it was right next to you at the time. Oh, that's and true. And so if you're backing away from them, then you're going to um, let it get a free strike at you. Yes. You can still choose to do that if you want to. I'm just looking. Um... By the way, at this point, both Cypher Whites are bloodied. Uh, I am bloody, too. Me, too. Well, that's what happens when you toss a literal gravity bomb. <laughs> okay. Let's so hope they don't I, do that. I would like to stab this Cypher White with a dagger. I'll still throw it so I get the ranged damage bonus. <laughs> but it's, well, it's a short... If it's right, if it's right next to you, throwing yeah. it would actually... Um, your roll would not be as good. Yeah, you have yeah, to be a certain distance advantage. away. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Because I get my yeah. plus two to hit if I throw it. <laughs> but yeah, well, I a dagger can be a, a finesse weapon, so you can still get your dexterity bonus at least, and your yeah. proficiency bonus. You don't have well, to throw anyways, it. I rolled a twenty-four, so getting, yeah, uh, I can't okay, dagger. I'll give it to you this time. <laughs> but next time you're going to have to roll higher. Okay, I need to roll, roll higher. your damage. <laughs> so that's fourteen points of damage, and if he's alive, he do a, a strength saving roll. Ooh, Cypher White's are strong. Um, also, well, that was said as a joke, but then the dice stopped rolling and I got a 21. Okay, so once again, he gets hit with thorns, but nothing happened. <laughs> well, in this case, it's not that the thorns are ripped apart by unseen hands, which you can now see the nine hands, by the way. They look kind of cool. Um, I thought they said 11. Well, yes, Umeli was Six. counting her own hands that she was born with. Oh. But she has nine hands that float around her also. Gotcha. Um... But in any case, in this particular instance, the thorns wrap around the side for white, but now it just looks like it's a member of a really cool biker gang. Oh. For some reason, its hair looks like some kind of pangolin now. Oh, goodness. Sorry. Had to make another reference. Um, so is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. Um, it decides to reciprocate this relationship and attack you back. What does it do? Uh, well, it does uh, 23. Okay, so that hits. Yes, you take five points of necrotic damage. I really don't. And give me a constitution saving throw. (laughs) I got a net one. Okay. Good (laughs) news, everyone. I still like the one image where, good news, everyone. I've invented a device that lets you read this in the sound of my voice. Um, (laughs) Yes, well, you're going to because your hit point maximum has just been reduced by five. You know what? Screw you. To the whites. Pretty much. Um, now, 
Xanthus learned that this reduction to hit point maximum goes away after a long rest. But with that yeah, said... It's not fun. Yes, for the time being, your hit points are down by five, and your max hit points are down by five, so it's something that Jaren can't heal. Now it's going to go in for a second strike, because why the heck not? Uh, that is a 13, so that's likely not going to hit. Am I right? It's not hitting a 13? Is that to me? Yes. Um, yeah, no, um, I have a 15, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to figure out how to do that in the computer. Okay. Uh, so, next up is the prone Cypher White. It uses half its movement to get up. It does not use the rest of its movement because it decides, well, you know, he's right here. I can just hit him. Tanking by means of convenience. Uh, that is a 10. 10 is a miss. And second roll is... He also has Bane. Oh, you know, Bane doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. The well, it might. That's all. <laughs> well, if we're not looking at Bane, the first roll was a 10 and the second roll was a 12. Okay. So Bane isn't necessary at this point yet. <laughs> well, But it's still there, so hopefully it will come in handy. <laughs> it's almost as if the D&D Beyond dice roller is taking into effect that Jaren has cast Bane on this creature. So it's decided <laughs> to have this creature roll the way that Eric normally rolls. I am Bane. I have mask and <laughs> When Umeli of the Nine Hands has been destroyed, I give you permission to die. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Jaren. Jaren feels like, oh, bam, now. Um, let's go ahead and do some healing. We're going to have, um, we're going to use our, uh, how close am I to Xanthus? You were all in a group, so I would say you're within five feet of Xanthus. Okay, I'm going to reach out and touch Xanthus uh, and uh, use uh, cure wounds on him. Okay. Now, you were knocked prone. Do you get up? Uh, yeah. Is that going to okay. be a half uh, attack or is that going to be a That's half your movement, but if you're not going anywhere, it doesn't even matter. Just just making yeah, sure that you are, in fact, one of the people who is now standing. Sure. Um, Xanthus, go ahead and uh, give yourself 15 heal, uh, hit points. I need Thank to keep you. this in mind Hello, because when all, when all the Cypher Whites that are hanging back as archers attack, I need to know which of them don't need to roll disadvantage for range attacking <laughs> as a prone target. So th- thank you for letting me know. And then as a bonus attack or a bonus action, I'd like to use um, Healing Word on Nyx. Uh, that's going to be nine points of nine hit points back to you, Nyx. Thank you. Speaking of Nyx, Nyx, it's your turn. How far away is um, Umeli? She's about 30 feet away at this point. Right. I'm going to do cast um, Ice Knife. Slices right through Renegade Mages and can still cut a tomato. Uh, 14 to hit. A 14. So here's what happens. It looks like the Ice Knife is going to hit and then one of the hands flies over and smacks the Ice Knife away. Oh, and then the shards explode, and the target takes has to do a dexterity save, everything in five feet, or it takes 2d6 cold damage. Dexterity, you said? Yes. Uh, that is a 17. Pass. 15 plus 2. So, they get hit with one damage. Still hits. Cold. Yeah, um, it was, the total was three. They get half on a miss. Or half on a save. You made her bleed her own blood. <gasps> no, not a lot. <laughs> but it was enough. Okay. Uh, next up is Umeli's turn. That's a nice trick. But I've got one better. Um, Everyone roll a dexterity save. <laughs> Go get it, Ray. I mean, hero. I got a nat 20 for 26. <laughs> so can like I do so well that I kick her in the face somehow? I roll 30 feet away. 30 feet away. Um, I do have magic jumping abilities. <laughs> I got By the way, team. she's casting Ice Storm. Uh, yeah, I jump on the ice and kick her in the face. From 30 feet away. <laughs> I am so, awesome. Somehow, Hero <laughs> becomes Stretch Armstrong. Only it's Hero Leg Strong. And the foot just goes <laughs> right over. Um, Isn't that... Darren- Got a fourteen. Okay the the DC point? is actually fourteen. So if you roll a fourteen or higher, you've made your save. Oh, thank gosh! I did not. Okay, so first of all, from the ice storm, you're going to take two d eight bludgeoning damage. This is the first round of damage. So if you 
If you made your save, you're taking five points of bludgeoning damage. If you did not make your save, you're taking ten. Oh gosh, I am in dire straits. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah, now there's cold. Cold damage. 4d6 cold damage. If you made your save... Oh, those are some low numbers. If you made your save, you are taking 5 points of cold damage. If you did not make your save, you are taking 11. So I'm taking 10 damage overall? If you made your save, you're taking 10 damage overall. Oh, jeez. I really need help. Help. You what need are you somebody. at? I'm at like 2. I'm at 1. <laughs> I'm at 8. If only there was a healer in the party. <laughs> there is. <laughs> if only there were two characters that could heal. Oh, wait, I, want... I can heal. <laughs> if only there were three characters in the party who could heal, one of whom is going next, and then the other one is going right after that at the start of the initiative round. But we are... I'm going to have Xanthus go now, and then we're probably going to take a short break because that's right at the end of the initiative order. And then we'll start off with Hero after the short break. So, Xanthus, it is your turn. So I am going to use the Cure Wounds from my Necklace of Prayer Beads, uh, since it's a higher level spell, and give myself some hit points, because I'm near death as well. Four or six? Four. By the way, oh. the Cypher White that was attacking Hero is down. Okay. Unconscious, dead, or just um, down? Pummeled by chunks of ice falling from above. Ah. And so, so and, and, t- and torn to... And then what was left was freeze-dried. Ah. And then the one attacking me also probably took some damage, I hope. It did. Okay. But it's not down. Uh, but I'm going, to, yeah, I'm going to heal myself, and that number is 11. I think that's what I wrote. Yes, that's what I rolled. Uh, so I am going to... That is my action. I'm not going to lead the Cypher White at this point. Um, okay. I took damage. I had to make a concentration check on the radiant damage spell that I have. Okay. So I'm good. Okay. So what do you say we take a short stretch break, and when we come back, we'll have Hero doing Hero things. Mm. <laughs> Which will am probably I be the... forgetting to heal myself. Am I the only one who just had a shiver run down their spine from saying Hero will do Hero things? Uh, you know, sometimes we need a hero. Yes. And <laughs> help, you need somebody. All right, we'll be right back. We're back, and I was today years old when I found out that walking across a carpet of Legos is a thing that has actually been done, and I am worse off for this knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even properly apply that to a D&D campaign yet. Uh, life finds a way, and so do Legos. With that said, we're at the top of the initiative order. It is Hero's turn. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, I... You look. It doesn't have to be this way, you know. I don't I have to end wounds on myself. I've also, by the way, I step... Now that the guy who was trying to fight me is dead, I step away from the action. Okay. And I cast Cure Wounds on myself. I mean, you were all bunched up very nicely, which is what allo- was allowing Umeli to cast those things. Yeah. So I get the, get the heck away. Heck, I use my feline agility to get the heck out of the way. <laughs> like, hey, this one spot, gravity got a lot worse for about six seconds, and then it started to... It wasn't even snow, so I couldn't catch it on my tongue. Yeah. This is a bad spot. I'm going to stand over there now. Yeah, I am gone. <laughs> um, and yeah, I cast Cure Wounds, and I heal myself for 8 HP, so that means I have 9 HP. Yay, 9 HP. Wait, no, 9 sorry. HP, Umeli of the Nine Hands. This is session nine of the campaign. Everything's coming up nines. I don't like that. I'm in favor of it. Okay. So next up is Cypher White A. They're gone. Cypher White B, or two, is going to take another swing at Xanthus. That is a 19. Minus Bane? Oh, you're right. Um, so that's actually, it's minus five from Bane, correct? 
Uh, it's 1d4. It's 1d4. Oh, 1d4. Okay, well, that was a 4 on the die, so that is actually a 15. <laughs> so that turns that into a miss. Okay. It's going to try again. If at first you don't succeed, keep following your orders until you're destroyed. Yes. <laughs> that's, that is a lot lower. That is significantly lower. Okay, so that's their turn. Bane is doing its job. <laughs> Jaren, it's your turn. <laughs> Batman so, has been destroyed, by the way. Bane was doing his job. Um, I'd like to put myself in a, in a position where I am not too far away from everybody, but um, not good good separation from everyone, just in case we get another one of those crazy spells that are AOE. So <clears throat> everything that's been hitting you has seemed to have had a radius of about twenty feet. Okay, and I would like to make sure I'm on the side of Nyx. So let's go ahead and cast at this person that's doing damage. I would like to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay, what's the range on Guiding Bolt? 120 feet. Okay, you cut out there, but you still gave a number. I uh, think you said 120 feet. feet. Yep. Um, Umeli is currently 60 feet away, so she is well within range. Very good. Let's cast this, see what we get. We have a 21. Yeah, there's nothing she can do to change that number. So you have made her sparkly. Congratulations. Roll your damage. 27 points of damage. That works. Well, heck. <laughs> Gosh dang. <laughs> so, um, it's becoming a thing. At first it was Acid Arrow. If you hit something with Acid Arrow, it would die not from the Acid Arrow, but from other people hitting it uh, before the second round where Acid Arrow did its residual damage. But Guiding Bolt is apparently now a finishing move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she had 26 hit points left. Can Not I yet. eat her eyeball? Ask your father first. Not yet. <laughs> I'm hearing things get knocked over, and I'm going to assume, <laughs> probably falsely, but I'm going to assume that is because of the question that was just asked. I was about to say, like, I know it's not true, but I'm assuming it's my fault. <laughs> that was the last second level spell I had for it. And I was like, I haven't got any offensive moves and we need to get at least one. Okay. So the question is, because you are ending this. So the question is, how do you want to do this? I would like to put my hand out. Um, put my hand out with my, uh, with one of my tomes in hand. Is it like my tome Bible? Yes. Point my tome at the uh, at the O'Malley. Cast the spell, close it, and then be like a Will Smith move, action movie. You start walking away from the bolt that's hitting right behind me, and just keep on walking away as the radiance goes boom. <laughs> I love and it. Jaren immediately goes over the side of the cliff because <laughs> you're up against the edge anyway. <laughs> but you look cool doing it. <laughs> Roll up a first level character, right? <laughs> that's not canon that is not true well everything is true except for the going over the cliff and rolling up a first level character um, alright so off in the distance the sound of the singing monolith changes to <laughs> we still have a cyber white or cypher white here well, well yeah you do my turn yet. it is it's not moving oh, it's, that worked for it's me creator but... died well, no, it's, the okay. the... no, no, that's not true. It, it is moving. It's um, it's crumbling. Um, before anything else happens, though, I'd like to make sure I use my uh, bonus a bonus action to use healing word on Nyx. So, unfortunately, it's a first level, so six points of healing. That's better than one. All right. So you are out of combat. What is do you everybody do? okay? Better now. We should search for other cipher whites and search. Well, let's search her first. Yes, let's. Okay. So, give me a perception... Actually, no. Give me an investigation check, whoever is searching Umeli. Uh, 19 plus 1 is 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, so, she's wearing an amulet that it had bones arranged around it to make it look very macabre, but the bones appear to be like aftermarket editions. 
it's it's kind of like one one of those blogs that talks about upcycling things to make them fit with various holidays, but the upcycling always makes the product be worse than it was before and costs more money than buying an alternative to it. Oh, so it's five minute crafts. I I really dislike how much they use hot glue incorrectly. Um, I have an entire <laughs> Facebook group that's just about making fun of incorrect hot, hot glue guns. Like I look at it and like okay, so that. I'm actually surprised it held together long enough for them to make this video. Like, the scene where they're setting it down, it should have fallen apart in the process of them setting it down. It doesn't work that way. Um, that's a tangent. Uh, but in any case, the amulet itself appears to have cracked in half from the process of getting hit by some large amount of holy damage. Yeah, where that came from. I, I, I don't know. It came from somewhere. Anywhere. Could it be anywhere? I mean, we, it, we have a paladin and a cleric in the group, so who knows? Anyone could have cast that guiding bolt. Yeah. Any dwarf cleric of the Forge Domain <laughs> that was standing right there next to the campfire could have cast a guiding bolt in that direction. Or a paladin of the of the domain, uh, the heroism domain. So that that could have been a thing. It, it could have been. It could have been. been. And And at the end of the day, there weren't many people there to be witnesses. So... Who's to say what happened? Yeah. Who are we to judge? Yep. Else of value by the party of PCs. Santos <laughs> <laughs> will start checking tent the uh, the tents. Uh, he will go in tents, checking intensely in the tents. Uh, okay. Just to make sure nothing else um, surprising there. on checking the tents inside the tent. Okay. Ten. Well, two of the tents were pretty much empty. It's where the cipher whites were being stored. Uh, the third tent has a variety of foodstuffs and cooking implements and a bedroll. I'm betting you and, have some Ellie's. And a few journals. Ooh, journals. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you want to read journals. Well, can we read the journals? That's probably the question. Oh, we can read journals. It might depend on what language they're actually written in. You might have they the are, chance. <laughs> oddly enough, they are written in a language that of the people here, only Hero can read it. Go to town. I are read story time? Story time. Okay. Well, a significant number of the words in the journal have over five syllables. Hero immediately mispronounces all of them in a way where <laughs> none of you understand the words, but you know that's not what they say. <laughs> Mostly because you know Hero. I mean, let's be honest. We're learning. Yes. <laughs> learning is good. Umeli would be pleased. Except for the whole killing her thing. Um, but turns out that the Cliff Notes version, the summary on the back of the Cliff Notes book is that what Umeli was telling you in her, um, evil mastermind speech was essentially what she believes. Now, she didn't have anything about your items in there because she hadn't met you when she was writing the journal, but it's a set. What I've told you is essentially what she was doing, where she's been slowly trying to open the singing monolith to let out all the pressure and also all the things that are trapped inside. See, that sounds bad to me. Find out what's more about this monolith. Yeah. But I mean, with Umeli re- taken care of, we could perhaps lead uh, Bindle down here to investigate this further or mm-hmm. any other Augmentites. Certainly, and I'm sure they won't have any problem with, you know, trying to open up the singing monolith or close it or whatever. Well, they, they definitely won't have a differing of opinions. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, that's, I let the experts decide what's going on here at this, at this point, because this is beyond my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but that is something that we will have to resolve in the next session, because yeah. while I know the kind of stuff that will take place... This seems like a good stopping point. And also, if we start what takes place next, it's going to be another hour before <laughs> we get through it. Yeah. Because there, there's a few green circles involved. No! <laughs> anyway. I, I love, I'm echoing something that Millie said, not during a recording, but I love that we now have a, a terminology for that kind of moment. <laughs> where... Where the the plot train is just stuck in a loop, going in a circle constantly. And that circle is green. (laughs) So I don't want to relive that moment, but I'm glad we have a word for it. So thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including 
April, Matt, Millie, and Eric. Let's do a few quick plugs. So Matt's brother-in-law writes books. You can get those at nogodsbeforeus.com. Millie streams at twitch.tv slash magicalmillie. And Eric is awesome and going back to college and learning things. So that means the things that I would be plugging for Eric, I can't plug currently because they're on break. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cogwheelgaming. You can help us keep the lights on along with other illustrious patrons such as Chris, Ellie, Eric, Janetalock, Mickey, Shan Shan, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, so um, no, no one's going to mind if Bindle just sort of just like cracks that singing mouth open, right? Just, uh, just knocks that right open real quick, maybe. Anyone? Okay, press the button, Bindle. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>